last time on Join the Party. Our powered friends tackled the volcano challenge, grabbing three orbs before the time ran out. And that's all that happened. Well, Aggie got blasted by a bunch of lava, and Val stole a corgi, and Milo refused to be jump-scared, and Clippy was there, and they ignored a nice old man. It's just kind of the usual, but they did it! And they learned a little bit about themselves along the way. And now we're living in the Lake Town City world, and I'm a Lake Town City girl. La la. Let's get the party started. After your training at the fun danger zone slash little gym mm-hmm. slash uh, palladium emporium okay. of training. Oh, wow. This keeps getting better and better. Yeah, it does. Uh, Dr. Morrow has released you from your training for the day. So in game mechanics, all of you have gained half a level. If we were playing an experience points type game or we were playing an RPG or you're playing Pokemon, Brandon. I choose Julia. <laughs> Julia, Julia. <laughs> your, your experience points are half... Oh, my God. I just got distracted by figuring out what Julia's Pokemon name would be. Okay. It'd be like, hey, what, don't forget about it. Let's say you just permitted Tom Nook to build you a basement. You are halfway <laughs> to the three million bell loan. Yes. And the leveling up that we do in between sessions, kind of in between arcs, those are like full levels up, but that doesn't take away from the experience points that you have from doing training. So if you lean into the things that uh, maybe you're not so good at or you make some very uh, important plays, I will give you the other half of your experience and you will get a full level up. Ooh, a bonus level up. Cool. Wonderful. So after Dr. Morrow has, you know, read out your strengths and your weaknesses and your CO2 release and your max heart rate and how much you hit that 12.5%, what up? I don't know if that's anything. I don't think it's anything. Brandon, here's the thing. It was never anything, so you're fine. Uh, And your max threshold. uh, The three of you, sweaty, can go out back into the world and do what you want to do. I would say that this is about probably late afternoon, evening. Uh, We didn't say, like, what day it was, so uh, I kind of giving you free reign to kind of do whatever you want here. Uh, Brandon, remember, Milo can only speak in barks and does understand the sounds of animals at this point. <laughs> this is very interesting. I have some some ideas. Is there a zoo in Lake Town City? <laughs> yeah, you can go to the zoo. Do you just want to go? Milo goes to the zoo for the rest of Section 14. So we'll, we'll wipe that. Just imagine whatever it is and we'll go to the next character. But yeah, the three of you can kind of go about uh, your day. I think Dr. Morrow says, I really appreciate all of you taking the time to do training and I think that there's more to do here. I hope that it wasn't just keying in on your flaws, but enhancing uh, the things that I know that you're good at and what I want to show the city to do because you're so much better than Emily Slaughter. I just want everyone to know that. Thank you. Aggie tears up. She sucks. <laughs> Speaking of which, I think that we need to at least reach out to her to make sure she doesn't become like our super villain. Um, so I am going to text her and, and meet up for coffee or something, see if I can just smooth things over. Oh, man. 
she, her last name is Slaughter. She'd be such a good supervillain. We have to stop this. <laughs> yeah, I think all the ingredients are there. Solely because of the name. No other reason. <laughs> and like just being really good at eBay is makes me think that she's untrustworthy. So mm. y- yeah, yeah. No, no offense, Milo. Not, not take, not take it. You know what she's keeping in that Google Calendar is a scheme. No one that organized is using it for good. <laughs> totally agree. <laughs> thing to say with your partner sitting next to you. <laughs> She's like, Julia, Emily- it's it's role playing. We, okay. we become other than ourselves. Right. And Dr. Morrow finishes up after you guys all shit talk Emily Slaughter for like 10 minutes. <laughs> just imagine. And then like we kind of just end on it. And she's like, and that's also why I don't like her. I would love to set up. <laughs> I would love to set up another training for the three of us. I think that we made some really good progress. And uh, Aggie, if you want to bring Quinn just to help fill in some information for her, I'm definitely happy to do this. And I think that the sooner we do it, the better. Yeah, I'll see if she's around. Uh, like I said, she she's filming something somewhere, but I'll I'll double check. Sure, no problem. All right. So, what do you what do you guys want to do? I'm gonna text Emily and say, "Oh, hey, my phone broke." Sorry, I didn't return your texts. Do you want to grab coffee tomorrow? My phone broke for three months. Well, Sorry, hold on. I never texted you back. Let me clarify this. Are you, what is your strategy here for that text? Do you want her to actually think you broke your phone? Do you want her to think that you're lying to make her feel bad that you came up with such a bad lie? Like, what is the, what's the uh, motivation here? I think it's just to say something nominal to address the fact that our last text was from like three months ago and it was like, call me back. Ideally, I would like for her to believe that I'm at least making an effort to excuse myself, you know, mm. even if it's a lie. Oh, let's just do raw charisma then. I mean, oh, they're good. both zero, babe. Oh, okay. I'm glad you leveled up your charisma so it's not a negative anymore. Uh, well, it's a four. So I'm going to use a luck point. You're okay. using a luck point on this? Ooh. Amazing. That's a six. Okay. Oh, Emily is unflappable. That was my last luck point, fam. Just so we're all clear. Oh boy. It's okay, you can you can take a nap or something. Haggie <laughs> then sleeps for eighteen hours until the I'm meeting her tomorrow. Yeah, that's fine. I think Emily texts you back and says, "Sure, sounds great." Cat smiling emoji. Bad, bad. That's bad. That's that's a bad stops emoji. as she's walking. Guys, is is the cat bad? Yes. Uh, not the cat. Yes. This one. Yes. Any oh, any no. cat emoticon is bad. Yeah. Where do you want to meet up? I know this great. Uh, matcha juice bar that is super close to my apartment. We should go there. <laughs> Power play. Oh, I usually just go to Mountain Brews. You know, it's connected to Mountain News in uh, in Historic Lake Town. Oh, uh, I don't. I can't find my SkyTram pass. So if you could come to me, that would be super helpful. Power play. Okay, how is? 11 a.m. tomorrow. Oh, uh, I have a phone call at 11. Can we make it 11.45? Wow. <laughs> Let's just say noon then. No worries. Oh, noon's great! Exclamation point, exclamation point. Hard eyes, cat. Ugh. Guys, I don't think this is going to go well. No, um, no, it is bad. Val, what are you doing at noon tomorrow? Uh, I got to walk some dogs in the morning, but like after that, it should be fine. I don't think that I should show up with more than one person in terms of the power play and making her feel like we're on even ground, even though we're not and I'm better. Um, but could you just like be kind of nearby? Sure. Like I'll walk the dogs over there. Would that work for you? 
Yeah, just just to be in the vicinity, and if I need you guys, I'll I'll call you. Sure. Or how about this? I'll send you one of those cat mojums. <laughs> I don't need your passive aggressive cat emojis <laughs> as, as the signal. Okay. At this point, Tuna is now sitting on your head, Aggie, and says, mm, well, it would be so fun if we were invisible and just like kind of sat there like we were in a magical inflected Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen movie. Tuna, Tuna, Tuna go away. Okay. Tuna, tuna flash. Okay, tuna. fine. <laughs> okay, fine. And then there, there's like an audible poof and Tuna disappears. Like Tuna <laughs> is Salem in Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I'm just saying the cat seems like it did have a good idea, though. Oh, I wasn't listening, did it? <laughs> Sorry, hold on. When Milo says, I didn't understand what Tuna said, you hear... Oh, <laughs> God. Whoops. God damn it. As fun as that sounds... Milo, no offense once more, I think that the odds of the situation fucking up if you and Tuna were present are much higher. You know, that, that, and then Milo goes on a very intelligent tirade about how Aggie makes sense, but he appreciates their friendship and is mildly hurt, but understands the process, but (laughs) it's all in dog language, so I don't have to say it. It's just like one long howl. (laughs) I, I just nod. Like a beagle. (laughs) Wonderful. All right, yeah, so now you have uh, Noon Tomorrow with Emily Slaughter. Milo and Val, if you want to do stuff before then, we can uh, come back around to the meeting with Emily Slaughter. I think I'm going to text my dad and see if he has time to, like, (gasps) grab lunch or dinner tomorrow. Yeah, sure. It's weird. You're typing and it's just wolves. No, I'm just just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I like to go to his office if I can, but sometimes they don't have visitors. That's a wonderful idea. Why don't you roll just as a straight up d20 for me? Mysterious. Luck roll, luck roll. 15? Yeah. You. Uh, why don't you start this text conversation with your dad? Okay. Milo pulls out his phone as he's walking away from the group and texts his dad and says, Hey, you have time to have lunch tomorrow at the office? Oh, hey, bud. Two exclamation points. Aww. We'll have to check. If the CIA isn't going to bring sandwiches in, but it seems fine. And then the <laughs> the okay emoji three times. Great. Yeah, and Milo just like thumbs up reactions his text. Nice. Your dad then sends you an article explaining that sharks are actually smarter than humans, but they need to be below a hundred feet in the water to keep their brains together. <laughs> and once they go too far up, they're just consumed by bloodlust. And he says, Pretty cool. Um, I read it and I don't sleep the entire night. <laughs> Let's role play Milo's insomnia just real quick. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, it just goes like this. We soft cut into him on the couch clicking through the episode choices of Star Trek Next Generation until he chooses one that's not scary and then watches it on repeat over and over again. You watch the Tribbles oh, no. episode for five minutes and then turn it off for five minutes. Excuse and then... me, Eric, that's original series. I know! I was making a different reference. <laughs> wow, I'm so glad Brandon fully sound designed that little vignette of Milo in Dreamscape on the couch. <laughs> I know, it's beautiful, right? It sucks that I had to cut it. <laughs> Amazing. Val, what do you want to do? I'm going to go to Dominic's. Oh, wonderful. <gasps> you just want to go see Dom 5? Yeah. Do you uh, give him the heads up? No, he's a restaurant owner, so obviously he's going to be there. Julia, do they have like a pizza of the day? 
No, what are you, crazy? Okay, so it's just like the classics. <laughs> yeah. The pizza of the fucking day is the pizza I give you on the fucking day. <laughs> That's correct. Sorry, that was Dom Seven. He really came out strong. Dom Seven is like four years old. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. 100%. I'm glad we're all on the same page. We've been playing this game for long enough. This is good. Excellent. All right. Yeah. You're going to head over. I think by the time that you get back all the way to Little Italy, because there was a delay on the Sky Tram because some geese were sitting on the lines. Aw. Damn geese. Fucking get these Canada geese coming here and making me live. Yeah, I think that you make it over to Dom's, I think, after the dinner rush. So it's a little bit later into the night. You walk up and uh, you don't like see anybody inside. There's a sign on the inside of the door that says Dom's is closed for an event. Get your pizza somewhere else, you jamokes. (laughs) Well, I'm going to let myself in because Val's an employee. For sure, for sure. So you go in, yeah, it's, um, ordinarily, I think if you there was an event, like, the tables would be pushed back, you'd have the catering trays and the little flames underneath, and everything would be set up, but it's just, like, nobody's here. None of the staff, none of the customers, there's just, like, you don't see anybody as you walk into the pizzeria. Some fucking event. <laughs> <laughs> I think Val's just gonna wander back to Dom's office, I guess? In the back in Dom's office, Dom is leaning against his desk like watching a mountain lobsters game on his tiny tv that he has up in the corner so are they winning ah oh Mm. value value you need to you can't just walk in when the door is locked and it said hey pete there is a sign that says hey people don't come in you can't just come in and then ask me casual questions. Well, it did say, hey, go get your pizza somewhere else, and I'm not here to get pizza. Is this is this a not a somewhere else? Does Is there a sign? Is there a neon sign replacing the sign that my great-grandfather carved out of a wood he brought over from the old country saying somewhere else? <laughs> I don't know how to answer that question because you know the answer already. So I'm just going to be like, hey, what's up? <laughs> Oh, so you can tell me if they're winning or not. Yes. Also. Okay. Get, get, Val, get out of here. Can I do an insight check real quick? Yeah, for sure. I just want to see what's up. Classic Dungeons and Dragons move. Okay. um, (laughs) It's a 14 plus three. So 17. Okay. You've known Dom for a while. Dom's the kind of person when he's nervous, he can't sit still. Like, he, he sits for 30 seconds, and he stands for 30 seconds, and then, like, he'll put his foot up on a chair for 30 seconds. <laughs> he'll stand in a different part of the room. And you feel like you saw him in the middle of this, like, choreographed dance of trying to keep his nerves down. Mm-hmm. He has a hand jammed into his pocket, and it's like he's holding onto something in his pocket. Sure. So what's the event tonight? Oh, you know, uh, one of those Western peoples wanted to get some authentic Italian food. And I'm like, okay. And then they canceled at the last minute. So, you know, you don't have to work. It's cool. It's all right. It sucks that you lost out on a lot of money then probably tonight. Because, you know, Mm. we were usually pretty busy during the the dinner rush, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. um, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Val, I'm just going to tell you this one more time Get out of here Unless you don't And then That's fine 
but I want to tell you that I told you to get out of here. Okay. Well, I did come and I wanted to talk to you about some things that, you know, maybe I had been a little reluctant about in the past, and now you don't seem particularly interested in in those sort of things. So it just seems a little odd to me, that's all. Well, what kind, can you be more specific on what kind of things? It's the kind of things you're not specific about. When you say that, the door opens and like there's a little bell over the door. So it's just like, ching, ching. And you hear, hey, uh, can I get just whatever pies you have, really? I'm not picky. Just give me the, just give me the pies. Is this me? <laughs> no, yes, Milo is in there. Weird. No, no, Brandon. Is this Brandon? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Brand, yeah, Brandon showed up. Uh, Brandon would pies. not go through a door with a sign on it. <laughs> that's that's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> Do I recognize the voice? Yeah, that is a voice you recognize. That is uh, one that takes you all the way back to when you were eight years old, and uh, someone who that gets you both a Barbie dream house and a very, very large Hot Wheels track. And that is only connected to your Aunt Minerva last seen roaming around in the Baltics looking for <laughs> toad legs, as your, as, your di- <laughs> as your mom would call them. Okay. Dom then immediately stiffens up, like tries to smooth out his short sleeve button down and wipe the flower off of his pants. He says, oh, uh, you know, uh, Aunt Min, I wasn't a... Uh, I wasn't anticipating you to come so uh, so on time. When I was studying with the gurus in the deep Rocky Mountains, I knew that time <laughs> is all we really have. And then I said, but we also have our things, and they kicked me out. <laughs> Val, you walk out, and you're Val at men. Val doesn't even like, walk out at first. Val just laughs. <laughs> Dom, you have company? Oh, you know, it's just, uh, no, you know, I don't... Val just pokes their head out and be like, what's up, man <laughs> <laughs> So you're at Min. To me, she looks like Angelica Houston now. Like, broad face and incredibly, like, severe bangs. But someone that you've looked at and be like, oh, you've been beautiful your entire life. And this is just, like, another form of you being beautiful. Like... She was beautiful in the 70s, and she's, like, a different type of beautiful now, one that has, like, layers on it. It's like those places where you put wallpaper just over and over and over again, but every single wallpaper is, like, gorgeous and $500 a roll. Yeah. That's just the general vibe of the Marconi family, I feel like. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) She has a uh, scar that runs from her shoulder to her elbow on her right arm. Right now she's wearing kind of just like a simple black dress, but there is a massive shawl, like one that covers at least 33% of her body at all times, the color of good red wine that's just like shifting and moving, and you can never really see her hands because it's always covered in this shawl. And it's cold. It's December. And like she's only wearing a dress and a shawl. Big vibe. When she sees you, it's like a storm cloud passes over her face for a moment. Like, what, Dom has another proof that somebody else here? And then she recognizes it's you and says, That? Oh, 
oh, come, oh, come, come here, come here, come here, come here. And she just opens her arms up to you. Big old hug. She like grabs you by the shoulders. Be like, oh, you, you, you look so big. You're so strong. Uh, who are you? Who are you punching? Who, who's getting the <laughs> other, other side of these fists? Like, come on. Everyone who deserves it. You know how it goes. That's I do. Absolutely know how, know how it goes. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, it's so good to see you. At this point, Dom's just like, uh, and can I get you any? And man, can I get you anything? Do you uh? Uh, you want, uh... uh, The woman asked for some pies, Dom. You could give her some pies. Oh, yeah, I'll just start working on some pies. And Dom, like, (laughs) Dom runs to the back. There's no kitchen in the back. (laughs) That's, okay, that was his office. (laughs) Ant-Man pulls a table to the middle of the room and pulls up two chairs and offers you to sit down. Okay, and I do. Oh, Val. Val, it's so good to... What, this is such a wonderful surprise. I couldn't have thought any of the multiverses. This, the other one, the one that the devil controls, the one that Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior controls. I wouldn't have been able to think that I would have such a lovely surprise. How, how are you? Tell me everything. I'm good. You, you didn't know that I'm in Lake Town City, like, full-time now? No, I did. I just... I'm more like the the... Surprise of you being here right now in this moment that we have with each other. I live like right upstairs. Another surprise. I work Wonderful. Here. We just surprises upon surprises. Next thing I know, Jimmy Hoffa's gonna jump out from underneath this table and tell me where he was this entire time. <laughs> I mean, you know, who's to say? It was true truly and she grabs your face. Who is to say? I mean, <laughs> if anyone could tell us, it would probably be you, right? Like you would be able to see it. Mm, if only, honestly, if only it worked like that. Mm. If only. So, so what are you, what are you <laughs> doing in uh in Lake Town City, Ant Man? Oh, you know the way that the the you follow the winds, and sometimes the winds take you in the place you didn't expect. I put my sail up for my sailboat, and it took. I thought it was going to take me to uh, New York City, but it took me all the way up the Hudson River, and here I am. All right. Um, is that a metaphor, or did you get a boat? A little bit. Of, uh, sometimes, as I learned from the guru, at the top of the highest peak in our wonderful state of Oregon, sometimes a metaphor is just as much not a metaphor. It sounds better in Sanskrit. I'm sorry. It's the, the translation, as we said. It's not Okay. So, what? No, please, I want to know what's, how, what's going on with you. How are you? I'm, you know, I'm good. Just do, doing doing my thing, working mostly. Mm. And what are, what are what are you doing? What are your jobs? Well, I make pizzas for Dom. I walk dogs every now and again. I do like that. Uh, I I am a, a person with a van. I help people move things. Mm. And uh, you know, Postmates. I do that sometimes. I don't. <laughs> what is that? It is like people who are too lazy or can't leave their apartment. They text me, and then I pick them up either groceries or takeout food or sometimes condoms. Mm. Mm. Got it. necessary. That's necessary work. Mm. If people can't go out and get condoms for themselves, someone needs to provide for them. That's what I'm here for. Well, Aval, you seem like so you're so resourceful and you're so you're so smart and strong and kind and I just I hope that you're finding what makes you happy. 
you're finding your purpose. Th- thank you. I, th- I think I am. I, you know, sometimes you do all these things at once and you think that the sum of these things are going to come together and be one thing, but sometimes they're just little pieces and it's a jigsaw puzzle that doesn't actually come together. So I want you to know that I hope that you have a full puzzle inside of you. <laughs> okay. I, I think I understand that metaphor pretty well. And mm. I think that my puzzle pieces are going to come into a full picture. She then like suddenly grabs your hand and holds onto it very tightly. Hello? She looks into like the middle distance and she says, Who's Agatha? There, I don't know anyone named Agatha. It's a, Agatha Christie? Is Agatha Christie trying to contact you? Because I love her mysteries. <laughs> uh, <laughs> huh. No, I guess not. Okay. Okay. Well, you know, if you need anything, I'll just be in Lake Town City for a little while. Okay. Doing admin things. Uh, Val, uh, if you could be such a, a sweet porcelain doll found inside of a treasure chest buried at the bottom of all of the seven seas, if you could just go get Dominic for a moment and uh, we have some intimate things we have to discuss. Sure. Gross. That's that's fine. Sounds good. I'm going to go get him. Thank you. I get up from the table and I go to the back, back to Dom's office, being like, there's no pizza here. Dom's like, <laughs> Dom is just like going through papers and like pulling a manila folder together. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, don't, it's fine. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll, t- I'll take care of it. Sure, yeah. Hey, hey Dom. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You remember the chair? With, yeah, yeah, the chair. I remember good chair. The, the money that I took to pay for the chair. Uh-huh. I remember the, the suitcase that the money was in. Yeah. I remember me giving it to the guy, even though it was uh, attached to my wrist with a via handcuff. Mm-hmm. You know he had to open that bag in front of me, right? Mm-hmm. And obviously, you put what was in that bag into that bag. Yeah. (laughs) I want to know where that came from. He just, like, stands there for a moment like he doesn't know what to say. His mouth is literally open. And then you see he's looking over your shoulder. And Ant-Man is standing behind you and walked up like a jungle cat and you see that she's holding an onion in each one of her hands and she gives one to you Val and she says you know in France you can determine how much snow is going to fall that winter by looking at the thickness of the onion skin and she pulls like what can only be described as a to-go butcher's knife out of her pocket she throws the onion in the air and just slices it in half and she shows it to you and she like points out the skin on the outer rim and on the inner rim and she says this is pretty thick snow's coming a lot of snow this year val i have to talk to dom okay 
We'll talk soon. Have a nice night. Hey, it's Eric. Can I talk about the cold weather for a second? Now, there are many people out there who get sweaty at the first sight of heat rolling towards them, and I am one of those people. It's like I try to explain this to people like my brain is an old computer. If you run too many things on it, it gets hot, and then, you know, it has to give some of its RAM over from computing power to just running the fan, and then the fan goes like, and it's super loud. And the computer doesn't run nearly as well. That's like my brain when it's hot out. Like 40% of my brain is devoted to running the fan inside of myself and trying to find air conditioning as soon as possible. So it's cold. I finally feel like my full self is engaged and I'm like a real person. Welcome to the mid-roll. Take out all your sweatshirts, y'all. It's fall. Thank you so much to the newest members of our Patreon family, Jacob, Aristo, Cassia, Charlie, Rachel, Brooke, and Lindsay. You make this possible to be our actual jobs, and because of your support, we can actually be podcasters, and that's really nice. We have special bonus stuff planned for our patrons over the next few weeks, so keep an eye out for that. If you're able to ship in, we want you to be a part of our community, too. Today is a great day to join us for $5 a month or more at patreon.com slash jointhepartypod. Enjoy access to our thriving Join the Party Discord chat forum, bonus content from campaigns one and two, and so much more. That is patreon.com slash jointhepartypod. And if you haven't checked your Patreon in a while, please do so. We've made a bunch of tiers a while ago, and you're a lot of you are still on those old ones so you're not getting the sweet rewards and you're paying us like only a dollar a month which is too low please pay us more money (laughs) speaking of paying us for goods and services hey we're having a sale on our merch all in october you can get 15 percent off physical merch and get a free o'hare sibling sticker no matter what you get so you buy the physical item and then a pop-up tells you that you can get that sticker for free, and you click it, and then it's $0, and then you go to checkout, and then it's like, oh, man, you want a 15% off? Nice. You got it. So this is a great time for you to check out our merch store, jointhepartypod.com slash merch, and get a Mountain Lobster hat, get a Mountain Lobster t-shirt, get a Lake Town City map. It's all there for you. That is jointhepartypod.com slash merch. We are sponsored this week by Blazeball. Now you may be thinking, I love Dungeons & Dragons, but what if more things were like Dungeons & Dragons? Like, let's say sports, I don't know, one of the sports like baseball had consequences and people could get incinerated and there was blood and there was infinite dimensions and things that I did and as I participated in baseball influenced the world. That would be so cool. Well, I have the game for you. It is the Splort taking the internet by storm. This is Blazeball, a free browser game of baseball where you choose your favorite team and bet on matches and be part of the fandom, but also you influence the world by voting on new mechanics, player stats, storylines, absurd world events, and opening the cursed rules of Blazeball. It's weird. It's like a little bit of a horror game, like the creeping horror of loving something and that can get equally taken away from you whenever you want. And also just like a beautiful community of people who love something that is kind of like a sport, but not a sport. It is the weirdness of Welcome to Night Vale and the cause and effect of D&D storytelling. You're going to love it. Go to blazeball.com for free and catch the fever. Let's go Mills, baby. Love to Mills. We are also sponsored this week by HelloFresh. They help you save time and money by delivering easy-to-make recipes right to your door. They also have a huge variety of options each week, which helps me break out of my cooking rut of the same two or three dinners. 
and like no knocking sandwiches, but sometimes you need a little bit more. They also have kid-friendly and vegetarian options. Best of all, in my mind, it's so flexible. So if you need to add something extra, change dates, skip a week, it's so easy to do. I learned how to make a pan sauce with one of their recent pork recipes, and I appreciate how it's A, very tasty, B, a fresh sauce I made by myself and didn't require another pot, and C, all that saucy goodness that I can just put on by myself, and I did it, and I'm really proud of myself. So, go to HelloFresh.com slash JoinThePARTY80 and use code JoinThePARTY80 to get a total of $80 off across five boxes, including free shipping on your first box. That is HelloFresh.com slash JoinThePARTY80. Use code JoinThePARTY80 to get a total of $80 off across five boxes, including free shipping on your first box. We are also sponsored this week by Function of Beauty. They make hair care that is formulated especially for you. One size doesn't fit all in most any cases, including shampoo, which is why Function of Beauty has over 54 trillion trillion ingredient combos to make a formula that's just for you. Just take a short quiz and see what custom formula their team comes up with, and they give you formula for your hair right at your door. They also print your name on the bottle, which is adorable. It is vegan, cruelty-free, and have over 40,000 real five-star reviews and counting. So what are you waiting for? Go to functionofbeauty.com slash join the party to take your four-part hair profile quiz and save 20% off your first order. That is, once again, functionofbeauty.com slash join the party for 20% off and let them know you heard about it from our show. That's functionofbeauty.com slash join the party. And finally, y'all, just go vote. I, I, we're a Dungeons and Dragons podcast, and I know we explore themes about all of these things, but like, we're talking about the real world here. Go vote. Vote for not Donald Trump. That would be nice. V- vote for that, not that guy. He's kind of ruining the planet and our country, especially. He's a big racist and xenophobe and is also a big fucking idiot and killed 200,000 people with COVID and his bench management of that. So vote him out. This is our only chance for us to like get a handle on this. So vote him out. Vote for Joe Biden, but truly just vote. Figure it out. Look at your plans. Just vote in the next coming weeks. Okay, let's get back to the show. So Milo, after a long night of you barking at squirrels. <laughs> okay, <hold on. laughs> I'm going to stop you there. I speak dog. I am not a dog. <laughs> I'm joking. I did bark at Tuna just to like annoy them. And then Tuna's like, I understand you. (laughs) The next morning you wake up and you look at yourself in your bathroom mirror and the ghost hand is no longer covering your mouth. Oh, thank God. Uh, So, yeah, you head over to your dad's office. Uh, Where is it and what do you what does it look like? They try to keep it sort of low key, obviously, because it's not necessarily something that's acknowledged. Mm -hmm. It's probably like on the very, very edge of College Park. It's like in the nice district like where maybe the professors live. And it looks like uh, sort of just like a nondescript building. Like if you passed it without knowing what it is, like you probably you might not know what it actually is. But obviously everyone in the town is like, oh, yeah, that you mean this building? Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't really know what's in it. I thought it was going to be an old Navy for a little while, but I guess not. (laughs) They do have like a couple of like 
just hanging pants outside just to confuse people. <laughs> just to confuse people. It just says sale, but it doesn't say what the sale is for. <laughs> yeah, but you go inside and I guess like you take the secret elevator or not the real elevator that goes down. And you're now in the office of technology assessment. On the wall is like kind of the, you know, the US seal, but instead of holding like vines and arrows, it's holding a magnifying glass and an Ethernet cord. <laughs> I think it's, like, pretty open plan, like, desks. Like, imagine it was, like, a 1960s ad agency, but instead it's also, like, an open plan. It's like someone just (laughs) pulled out all the walls. So your dad's sitting at just, like, this really nice desk and some, like, old, like, really brown and, like, cushy leather chair. But you can see him, like, from 100 (laughs) feet away. And he That's sees the worst of both worlds. <laughs> truly, truly. And he gets up and he's like, Milo! And he runs over and gives you a big hug. Yeah, and it's a good hug. Uh, he says, so, I have some intel. And he pulls you in close and he says, there's a new Vietnamese place nearby. And I think we should hit it up. Oh, is it, is it like a money, money laundering scheme? Or? I mean, we can pretend it is, but I think they just have good deals. <laughs> No, it's just delicious. <laughs> okay, I'm down. I'm down. Let's go. Okay. Your dad gets uh, you both bon mis, but instead of chicken pate, it's like guacamole. Like really good <laughs> guacamole. Okay. Uh, Milo takes a bite. And he's like, I'm not sure about this one. <laughs> your dad is like halfway done with his. He's like, oh, it seems pretty good. It seems great to me. <laughs> your dad then says, uh, my... Milo, where is the winter coat that I got you? It is so cold. Is it? I I guess I didn't really... It didn't really feel that cold to me. That's weird. Your dad takes a hat out of his pocket and holds it out to you. No. Pink dad. Thanks. Is it like a beanie hat? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a beanie. And it has like the Office of Technology Assessment like seal on the front. <laughs> Thanks, dad. And uh, I put it next to my spring rolls. Milo, you know for a fact that that's not what hats are for. Okay. I will send you the scientific the scientific studies that say what hats are for. Can you? That would yeah. be delightful. They keep your brain in, literally. <laughs> oh, crap. <laughs> then Milo puts the hat on quickly. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, hey, so, uh, yeah, what's going on? How, how's, uh, how's Mumifica? Um, how's everything? What's going on? You know, th- things are good, generally. Um, Lucas says hi. Um, oh, nice. Uh, he wanted me to to do your secret handshake that you two apparently have, which I'm pretty sure was just him, like, trying to screw with me, but I, you know, I don't know whether or not that's true, so... Oh, old Lucas Skywalker? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And then he does it, like, in the air, and it's intricate, like, hand movements, and then there's a, a lightsaber portion. Oh, great. So that is real. Um, hmm. But don't worry, Milo. Uh, Milo. Yeah. I'm your father. That's true. Thank you. It was um, a reference to the Star Wars movie. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, the, the, the emphasis was wrong, so I didn't catch it. Sorry. Oh, that, that's okay. <laughs> uh, you know, it works good. Um, I, I've been, you know, I've been thick, sick a few days, so I've been having to call in a few days, but... Mm. Uh, really, what I wanted to um, ask you about, well, one, I just wouldn't have lunch with you because, you know, you pick the best places, Dad. Thank uh, you. <laughs> it's all I really um, want to hear. It's, it's. <laughs> so, you know, you spend so much time raising a son 
to grow up to be such an upstanding member of society. But all you really want, all, all parents really want, is the affirmation that the small things they do matter. So thank you, Milo. <laughs> He's already finished the other half of the bond me. <laughs> and Milo sort of like slides the Thai iced tea away from his dad because clearly he's had too much caffeine. It's <laughs> uh, actually funny that you ask about work, though. I, I, I came across a thing um, that came in, like a new artifact that came in. And I want to ask you about if see if you had anything about it. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, There was yeah. this like, uh, it was really cool. It was just, like this big um, sort of like science tomb. Oh. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure we're pretty sure it came from like Dr. Morrow's lab. Like we put it in Dr. Morrow's, you know, exhibit. Um, so I, from what we think, what we've like un- unearthed is like it was a an experiment she was she was working on, but um, there was potentially some like like covered up, let's say accidents, if you know what I mean. Yeah, your dad is like in full thinking about this mode. His eyebrows. I feel like he has really bushy dad eyebrows. They're like so furrowed right now. <laughs> and you, I mean, you know, I, I love Dr. Morrow. I've liked Dr. Morrow since I was, you know, six. Mm, um, so, yeah. you know, it's, it's hard for me to think about anything negative about her. But like, uh-huh. this made me really wonder, like, what's the real story on the doctor? Is there stuff she's hiding? Um, are people getting hurt around her, her experiments? Do you know anything like about that? Uh... I don't have anything off the top of my head. I mean, I can look into it, but Dr. Morrow, I mean, she's... I can't imagine. I mean, I know she's in power and everything, and, you know, power corrupts absolutely and everything. That's the entire basis of my job with the doctor. I mean, she's... She has a good head on her shoulders. She looks out for everybody. I mean, I wouldn't have this job without her. She created... The office, the OTA. So I just, I'm not saying you're not right. I just, I, I can't believe that she would be involved. I, I can't imagine she would be involved in any of that. Or if I mean that maybe it's just not the whole story. I mean, science tombs, it seems. Oh. Can I roll an inside check? Sure. On your dad, on your this dad, This is Brandon, Brandon doing it. Milo would never roll an inside check on his dad. <laughs> Uh, 7 plus 7 for 14. Okay, with a 14, ask a probing question, and I'll answer truthfully. Yeah, 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 I, 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 I assumed as much. I mean, we've, we've, we've read all, all the biographies on her, um, but, like, I, I think, I, th- I would think if anyone around town would, you know, be uh, aware of any, you know, like, rumors, maybe, like, there's some, like, whispers around the building that, like, people are scared to talk about, um, is there anything along those lines of, mm. you know, is there re- any reason that, like, I shouldn't trust her as, as, as like, a citizen, of course, you know? No, I mean, no, I don't, I don't think you shouldn't trust her. She's, she's great. I mean, we don't have anything on her at all. Like, it would be, I guess it would be kind of strange if an office that she made would investigate things on her. But, like, I haven't, I haven't seen, but, you know, I haven't seen anything. There's not then I guess... For the sake of, of rigor and, and data, there should be. But I guess there's there's not. Huh. I don't know. I, I don't... But, like, that could mean anything. That could be there is nothing or there is a... a... The Occam's Razor version of this is that there is nothing because there is nothing, but... I, I... Right. 
you know. Milo pulls out his phone and shows uh, his dad the photo of the science tomb, which is now the official name. It's capital S, capital T, <laughs> trademark. Would you be able to, like, look this up in the database? Like, is there any, you know, huh? or maybe that, ask around? You know, that's funny. You know what this looks like? This looks like, um, there was, like, an old run of, like, weird science comics in the 70s and 80s. And there, you know, whenever they had something where they were turning human into not a human, you know, like part human, part fly, part human, part dog, how part human, part dinosaur, always kind of look like this. Part human, part dog. That's wild. Why would anyone? That would be weird. Yeah. That'd be weird. Yeah. Do you, uh, you're, you know, hey, do you ever run into Dr. Morrow at the, at the, the Momifica? No, she doesn't, like, not at the museum. Like, she doesn't, uh, it's like, it would be like um, Paul McCartney coming to the Paul McCartney exhibit. Sure, you know? yeah, yeah. Like, it's yeah. just kind of lame. <laughs> I've seen that. It's we- It was weird. He was like, oh, bruv, look at all me songs. And everyone was like, what? <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. She obviously came to the dedication uh, and was sure. there for like all of four seconds, cut the ribbon and left. And, I've, yeah. you know, I've run into her on the street once or twice, but... No, oh wow! It. Yeah, you know I know I we we've been to some some dinner parties before. I mean, if you want to talk to her, I can introduce you. Yeah, that'd be great. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll get the I'll get that together. Okay. All right. Um. But yeah, Milo, I'll look into this. Um. Maybe don't mention the the death thing. I mean, the accident thing. Sure. And Milo <laughs> looks around the the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. That's fine. Um. I think at this point, Tuna pops up on your shoulder, Milo, and he's like, Daddy! Daddy, hello! <laughs> Tuna is going to make a jump at your dad. Uh, yeah, I quickly cast Hold Person and keep <laughs> Tuna on my shoulder. Oh my. All right, what's the spell save on that? 15. All right. Come on, Tuna. Come on, uh, Tuna. Ah, beans. I rolled a two. Aw, <laughs> Can you do a spirit surge for me, my friend? Yeah. Yeah, 10. Oh, okay, you're fine. Yeah, but I will up my number by one. Yeah, Tuna like tries to do a leap from your shoulder to your dad's shoulder, and then, and then the ghost hand comes out of your chest and grabs Tuna out of the air. <laughs> so there's just the ghost hand is holding Tuna as Tuna's doing like the cat thing. They're like, rawr, 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 and your dad just like, yeah. So they they, they really got to change the coffee maker. It's starting to taste really bad. Rawr, rawr, rawr. <laughs> And I just take a long sip of my Thai iced tea. <laughs> All right, scene. All right, let's do Aggie and Emily Slaughter. So, um, like, a block down the street from this really, really new condominium is this juice bar, a juice bar slash matcha bar that's called Juice. Jesus. Right. I think when Aggie wakes up that morning, she'll text Val to confirm and say, you know, if you could just be around the block or something that would be super helpful there's like a dog park probably like down the block from it or something like that for sure for sure yeah i do like the idea that you're gonna grab all the dogs and run and run over don't 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 let the dogs get into the fight i mean if you're in a dog park they're safe must could always vault the fence on their own if they needed to exactly i'll probably take moxie because she's the smallest and all the other dogs are gonna pick on her if i leave them (laughs) fair fair Okay, so yeah, Val, you're within, you're definitely within range, and you're with the dogs. Aggie, tell me what it's like for you to show up. 
yeah, I will drive across town begrudgingly. Uh, I hate coming over here and I have not been to Thornhill in ages and I haven't been this far outside historic Lake Town since the warehouse incident, as I refer to it in my brain. So I will grumble and parallel park on the street after circling a couple of times and be in the juice bar a few minutes before noon. Yeah, as you walk in, there's somebody standing like right inside the door that's like, Welcome to Juice! Would you like would you like to try this blueberry concoction? Aggie holds up her hand. I'm not going to purchase anything, but my companion will, okay? That's a weird way to talk to someone who works in an economic establishment, but alright. Do you have a small black coffee? Nothing else in it. No boosters or whatever. Uh, why would we have that caffeine sludge in juice? Okay, how about, uh, do you have environmentally friendly bottled water? Uh, absolutely, ma'am. You can just order at the front. I'm just here to give you blueberry concoction. And they're holding up, like, little tray of the little cups that have, like, a a dark, disturbingly navy blue drink (laughs) in it. No, thank you, but I appreciate it. All right. Well, if you want a, a new thing that we have on the menu, there is a, uh, a delicious, there's a delicious new mushroom boost that you got to try. Aggie's sweating. Oh, okay. I'll think about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I rolled to see when Emily showed up and I rolled a net 20. So Emily is already sitting in a table Fuck. next to the window and she's holding up a very deep blue navy smoothie and like a bright <laughs> yellow smoothie. And she's holding them both up to you. And she's like, oh, Aggie, over, Aggie over here. I give a little shrug to the employee at the door and walk over to the table. Emily says, oh yeah, I uh, I, I just, I love coming here. I'm just, I'm such a regular. Um, these, uh, these both seem so good to me. The blueberry concoction and th- I guess this one, the the name of it was just yellow, but it was bold and underlined. So I, either one, if you want to try it. You are a braver woman than me. So she gives you the yellow one. Thank you. Yeah. What, what do I owe you? Should I, I have no, cash or? No, Aggie, come on. Between two women in this rough and tumble, powered business that we're in together. Come on, we need to look out for each other. Why are you whispering? You literally told the the newspapers what your name is. Damn you, Emily Slaughter. <laughs> I will push this movie gently to the side and put my hands like flat on the table, like folded over each other. Oh, you gotta try you have to try it. It's just gonna bring you all the energy. You'll never have to have caffeine again. It will literally make you poisoned to caffeine. Like, it will feel like someone is injecting you with poison if you even drink a latte. Uh, Aggie's shirt's beginning to get sweat stained. Um, <laughs> listen, my mother would never forgive me if I uh, let food come before an apology. And I I just want to say that I, I'm sorry that I didn't get back to you. And, you know, whatever real excuses there were, you know, you, you made a real effort and you reached out. And I, I hope that you don't think badly of me. Um, and I, I just wanted to, you know say that uh, uh, first. Thank you. I really appreciate that. There is, you didn't really even have to apologize. I mean, what, it's it's silly. It's really silly. You just don't, you don't have to. But thank you. I, I accept your apology. Uh, good. I mean, I, I want to know how, how things are going. Like, what are you guys up to? I've, I've seen the press. That's like, wow. Oh my God, you saw that. Wow. Thank you so much. I... 
think that we're just doing a really good thing for the upcountry keepers, and uh, I feel like we we're trying to really just make make the city a better place. And and if people won't uh, come together and you know fight for what's right and use their powers for good, that's just really what what we're doing here and something that we're communicating with. And like you know uh, the the police chief is it really happened when we got that commendation, and the mayor really loves it, and I think that it's 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 really good. Thank you. Yeah, no, I, I mean, like, how are how are you guys working with all those other agencies? That that seemed that seems overwhelming to me. Kind of the idea of like doing something alongside what other agencies are already doing. You know me, I'm just like a a government employee, and you know, rank and file is definitely the the name of the game. Uh, oh my god, don't ever apologize for not knowing something. I just like I am so happy to tell you. Aggie's knuckles flex. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I mean, we're just we're coordinating with everybody. They they uh, they give us some tips and they point us in the direction. I mean, we do a lot of our own kind of uh, rounds and everything, but I think that they're just happy to have us around and will put us in the place that we need to. Like, they see us as an extension of them and that we just want people to believe in us. And uh, honestly, that's that's all we can really ask for. No, for sure. Has anyone have like reporters tried to get in touch? Like, I don't know, like average oh, bear or something. Yeah. Oh, I mean, oh my God. I didn't even ask you like you, what is going on with your family. I didn't even know they were going to ask you about I didn't even know they were going to put you in the same article that, you know, that average bear article. Yeah, no, <laughs> you may guess that it makes me kind of uncomfortable and yeah. I, um, you know, I I don't want that kind of attention. My siblings have their own thing, and my parents, and I'm just I'm I'm different than them, you know. And so to to see our name in print like that was was kind of a nightmare, um, and it's it kind um, of threw me. Stop right there, Aggie. The things that you're doing are so important. They are honestly the most important. And Gosh, the sucks. fact that you're putting yourself just because like you're one of your siblings. Uh, knows Casey Musgraves and another one like had won a bunch of X game medals like what you're doing is so incredibly important and the fact that you're putting yourself down like that it just it actually like it's as if I was drinking coffee right now it's it's literal <laughs> fucking poison in my body wow I, I'm sorry I suggested mountain brews I didn't I didn't know your stance on coffee no I I know I love coffee it's just like now it is it if like it, it's just like in Hamlet, someone poured poison into my ear and then I expire, and uh, someone should just take me off. Someone just take me off to a nunnery right now. Like, come on. You do seem more energetic than any coffee drinker I've ever met. Thank you. You know, it's that honestly that boost. Like, you just gotta get mm. those boosts. It's the the mushroom boost they have here is so good. It's like honestly, they called it truffle boost, but I don't know if it's truffle boost. They, I think they just settled on mushroom. I told them if it's not actually truffle, they Aggie, need to call blow it up the building. Blow up the building. Get it's out. It's bad. It's bad. Get out of there. You know, could you could you ask them about the mushrooms? Because I I would love to like suggest that same supplier for for Mountain Brews. Do you know Do you know where they get them from? Oh no, I don't. I listen. You don't want to ruin the magic. Oh, God, no. uh, Val, make a perception check oh, for me. God, yeah. Aggie, you too. Five. Eight. Can I use a luck point? I mean, it's been a... I had a long rest, right? Yeah, you can use a okay. luck point. Oh, yeah. 18. Yeah, Val, no, you're good. Moxie and Rufus are really getting at it, so like, you gotta separate them. Alright. I gotta write down Rufus on my list of dogs. <laughs> Aggie, for a moment, you're just, like, trying to stay present while Emily is talking at your face, and for a moment, you see, like, a really big bird just, like, flew by above 
the window and like you can see like the shadow of something like flying by just kind of cast down really quickly though you know what i i think i might have forgotten to feed the meter um emily thanks so much for meeting me i just i i'm glad we could clear the air and like i hope you know that you know you have my number and my my phone is everything is fixed and stuff now but um if, if you need me, you know, I'm here and I, I hope the same goes for goes for you. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like as you're getting up, she like grabs your hand and it like pulls you back down for a little bit. It's like now you're like half seated, half standing. She's like, you know, I really um, I'm so glad that us talking was so great. And I just wanted to talk to I'm like, I know that you're close with um, Val and Milo, but. You know, we're still looking for a fourth for the um, country keepers, and I think you would be amazing. We need someone who has that combination of uh, both raw athletic power and like healing and support. So, it, I just want to—I want to put that on the table before you go. I'll—I'll I'll take it under advisement. Thank you. Okay, because you know us powered girls need to stick together. Definitely. Yeah. And I—I I <laughs> take the yellow smoothie very gingerly and rush outside toward where my car is parked. Yeah. I think that as you look up, you see the shadow is gone. I'll make another perception check. I want to see. I'll make another thing here. 18. Um, you can see standing on top of the building, Sour Anthony is holding like a digital camera. <laughs> <laughs> I flip him off. And he looks up and he's like, hey, fuck you, man. He flips you off back. <laughs> I flip him off with my other hand. He flies like five feet in the air and flips you off with both. And then he drops the digital camera and he's like, ah, and he dives down. <laughs> I text Val, fucking Sour Anthony's around, so beware. Do you need a, a lift back to uh, Little Italy? No, I gotta walk the dogs. Unless you want the dogs in your truck. No, I think that would be too cute, and I just wouldn't get anything done. Um, thanks for, for being back <laughs> up and just watch, watch your back on the way home. Uh, yeah. Artists, please give us fan art of Val and Aggie and dogs in her truck. Thank you. <laughs> and all of the dogs look different. Yes. There's, hold on, I'll list off the types of dogs that we I canonically bet, I have. I bet Moxie's in the cab with us. <laughs> there's Bruiser, the Burmese mountain dog. There's Charlotte, the giant poodle. There's Moxie, the golden retriever puppy. And there's Rufus, who is a bulldog. Adorable. Amazing. Val and Aggie, can you both make nature checks for me? Got a six, so I'm going to reroll. Oh, I got a 17 minus one for a 16, bruh. Fucking nice. eight. Uh, Aggie, you're good. Val, later that night when you're making dinner, I assume there's something with onion. Um, Fair. <laughs> um, you pick up an onion and you look at it again and you're like, wow, these skins are really thick. Oh, boy. Later that night, you three get a group text from an unknown number, and it says, Hey, uh, it's Jess. <gasps> yes? Yeah. Hi! Wonderful. Aggie, you hear a loud engine, <laughs> and you look outside, and Dez is astride, like a 1940s-style motorcycle, oh, like yeah. an army issue with like a sidecar, and in the sidecar, there's a big sack of stuff. I uh, head outside to greet him. Des is tech Santa Claus. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just, um, I got finished with some stuff that I wanted to bring over. Here we go. Thank you. Did you want any, I have like leftovers. It's just Greek takeout, but I mean, it's really good. Oh, no, I, uh, I only eat once a day and I eat like, I got my own thing. That, that makes sense. <laughs> Respect. Yeah. Oh, uh, thanks. So yeah, just, uh, <laughs> hey, check this out. He holds out something to you that looks like just a, an aerosol spray can. And it says preserver on the side. 
Oh, amazing. What is this? Yeah, so, um, yeah, like, don't, I can't really tell you, like, how it works or anything, but uh, I think what you were saying about neutralizing and stuff, uh, this will definitely help you with that. Amazing. Thank you. So, Amanda, this is neutralizing spray. Uh, you can cast Counterspell once <gasps> a session. That's very cool. You can also use key points to juice it, as you would with Counterspell instead of using spell slots. So, ordinarily, you have to, like, roll a DC and all that stuff, but you can use a, a key point to automatically, like, wipe it. Sick. Uh, also, for all you D&D nerds out there, don't worry, I will be sure Amanda can, in fact, Counterspell abilities. What is the range? Uh, 60 feet. So it's like, this is like bear mace. <laughs> it's like if you spray it at them, or you can spray it at the spell or whatever, sure. and you'll be able to like neutralize it in the air. Very cool. You should not get closer than 60 feet to a bear anyway, so that makes sense. True, true, true. <laughs> Very importantly, this is not a true aerosol. There's no CFCs, correct? Oh, no. It's just like, it looks Super like... environmentally It friendly. looks <laughs> like a... Yeah, so, uh, I mean, it's really just like air. If you just push the air as hard as possible through this thing, it's, it's all... I can't really get in. Don't worry about it. It's like electrical fields. Yeah, like electrons. <laughs> it's, it's electrons. <laughs> and uh, Des smiles as he says, it's like electrons. <laughs> Thanks, man. And if you, you know, if you're ever in the neighborhood, you know, you're welcome to uh, to stop by. Oh yeah, thanks. I appreciate it. Okay, bye. <laughs> he gets back on his <laughs> the awkwardly nod and yeah, yeah. part. Uh, all right, yeah, and he pulls up in front of. So Val, I don't know what you're expecting, but outside you hear. Val sticks their head out their window. You look down and you see Des on the motorcycle, just waving to you and holding the sack out from the sidecar. Cool. Val's gonna like just jump down the fire escape. <laughs> nice. Make a perception check. Perception. Seven. Um, hey, the lights are off in Dominic's, so I guess whoever was in there is gone. Yeah, that's usually how that works, just because the lights are off. Yeah, so Des is outside <laughs> and says, Hey, uh Val, I've been working on some stuff if you want to check it out. Hell yeah, man, let's see it. Uh Julia, do you know like what a Nintendo power glove looks like? No, but I'm going to Google it real quick. Hold on. Yeah, so for those of you who don't know, the Nintendo Power Glove is a real thing that Nintendo used to sell. It was an accessory for the NES. And it's like it's like you put on a baseball batting glove, but then attached to it is a keyboard. <laughs> and it looks very silly. But what he holds out to you, they really look powerful. They're like gauntlets. Mm-hmm. There's some padding there to protect your hand. And also there seems to be some sort of just like mechanical stuff attached here. Okay. So he says, like, yeah, so uh, when you put this on, it kind of takes your thing. When, you know, you're vibrating and everything, it converts that from moving energy into, like, actual, actual energy. And just, like, uh, yeah, I mean, it's pretty, I think it's pretty cool. That sounds really cool. So these are uh, volcano gauntlets. Oh, hell yeah. Hold on. So you can add an additional 1d6 fire damage to all physical attacks, both your punches and your spikes. Oh, that is very cool. And Dez then tells you to hop into the sidecar and drives you over to an abandoned lot, <gasps> like a few blocks away. Yes, and he's yes, like, uh, yes. hey, just like uh, look at a point, like pretty far away from here. Okay. So I focus on like, uh, I don't know, there's like a tire or something halfway into the lot. You focus on it, and then, like, a really small volcano <gasps> pums out of the ground and, like, goes and, like, shoots lava everywhere and just, like, melts this tire. 
That is extremely cool. Dez like picks up a bottle that's on the ground and be like, hey, uh, focus on this. And he throws it in the air. <gasps> so then you it's like you move the volcano over like 10 feet and then it shoots lava in the air and hits the bottle. Oh, that's extremely cool. So mechanically, you can cast Create Bonfire as an action once a day. Okay. And Great. since you're over fifth level, it it starts by doing 2d8. However, if a creature or a thing you want to hit is 30 feet or less above the bonfire, ordinarily you just run, it's a literal bonfire and you would just run over it, but since it's a volcano and it shoots lava into the air, you can hit it out of the air. Incredible. So, uh... Can you, you can like walk home or anything. I still got one more thing that I gotta do. Yeah, I, w- I mean, I was gonna, as a thank you, I was gonna give you a tray of Managot. So if you wanna drop me off, I can give you the Managot, but like. No, uh, I, I eat like once a day and I got my own stuff. <laughs> well, you know, it's already frozen, so you just eat it whenever you want. Okay, fine. And he drives over to your Thanks. apartment and takes it. All right, Milo. Uh, you hear the same thing outside of your window. And Milo just assumes it's a motorcycle. <laughs> you got a text. <laughs> you get a text and it's Dez's face. with Just blank expression looking at you. <laughs> Terrifying. Uh, I walk out my apartment and uh, walk up to Dez. And I say, Dez, like... You can just say, hey, I'm outside, and you don't have to send me a weird, sketchy selfie. I mean, okay. Fine. (laughs) Uh, Hey, I got something for you. Wait, I got something for you. Come upstairs. I have to watch. I I mean, can you get it and bring it back down? I got to watch the the thing here. Actually, that might be better. Okay, so then Milo (laughs) Milo runs upstairs. And Des sees, like, the front door open again, and nothing comes out. But then you look down, and there's, like, a two, maybe one and a half, two-foot little model of the alien from Alien, like, animated. Yeah. (laughs) Walking towards Des. And Milo runs out and is like, look what I did! Horrifying. That's pretty cool. I like, how did you get it to move? Was it ghost, ghost things? It's ghost things! Oh, hell yeah. That's actually probably for the best day I was going to ask you about that. (laughs) And Dez holds out to you two, like, black, black orbs that are about the size of bocce balls. They fit in your hand, but it's a little bit spilling out. Mm. I don't know if this is, like, Vanta black or there's something else that's sucking all the light, but when you look at it, it's just, like, dark. So, uh, hey, can you run your, your ghost stuff in here? There's like a yeah. thing. There's like a little engine inside of it, but uh, I calibrate it to like be able to run on any sort of energy. Sure. Yeah. I'll, I'll give it. I'll give it a shot. Cool. I hold them and stare intensely at them, and then hope for the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that you have you stare intensely at them. They then uh, start to to float up, and then they start circling you in a slow orbit. This is awesome. I'm a planet. I mean, do you want me to tell you what else they do, or is the, are you just going to... Oh, this is, there's more? Yeah, no, there's more. So, uh, can you make them hit each other? Y- yeah. So, okay, Milo cool. speeds one of them up a little bit more than the other one? 
Yes. Then there's a very sudden, like a, a space explosion is different than a regular explosion. You know, like on Earth, we, because of the way combustion works, it's all fire and like red, orange, yellow, just like bursting out in a, in a burst. But a space explosion is like one is up and one is down because of the way there's like no gravity and everything. So which just like moves and it's like orange and, and purple and, and white and blue. And there's no sound, most importantly. No, there is no sound. It's just this. And then nothing happens. You're just kind of standing there. <laughs> and then you see Dez pick up a broken bottle on the ground <laughs> And just hucks it at you. What? Matez! Uh, and the bottle just passes through you and crashes into the wall behind you. Oh. My. God. Yeah. Am I, I invincible forever now? It's, it's not forever. The engines are only able to hold it for a few seconds, but I think if you don't tell someone that you stuff can throw through you, it will be best for you. That's awesome. Thank you, Des. This is so cool. Yeah, uh, I don't. Liz- I don't understand your genius, but you should be getting a Nobel Prize. Honestly, I don't understand how these work. So, like, let's just hope for the best. <laughs> <laughs> the doctor said it was electrons. I don't know. <laughs> it's all electrons. Uh, I have some um, just like leftover um, uh, Thai food upstairs. If you want some some food. Uh, no, I. I... <laughs> <laughs> No, it's just. <laughs> no, I just eat. <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> no, I I only eat once a day, and it's more like my own thing. <laughs> okay, that that's fine. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. Hey, thanks. Thanks for coming by. Hey, uh, I'll I'll see you tomorrow. Great. Okay. Bye. Bye. See ya. <laughs> and Dez uh, speeds off into the night. The next morning, you three get a text from Dr. Morrow, and she says, Hey, uh, listen, I set up a new, a new program in the Fun Danger Zone Little Gym Explosion. Uh, y'all, come by. Let's, let's take care of it today. All right. Uh, okay. Yeah. Seems like you didn't have to type out the full name of the thing in the text. You could have just, like, abbreviated it. Uh, listen, I'm still working. I'm still working on it. <laughs> I want every one of you to make either a survival or a nature check. Survival, and I rolled a 15. Okay. I'm going to use my last luck point. I did survival, and I got a 12 plus 3 for 15. Got okay. the same roll twice. Uh, survival is an 11. Okay, so all of you make a survival check. I think you all check your phones and check out your respective weather apps. I don't know which ones you have <laughs> you have and I'm sure it's finicky. I'm sure Milo you have a very specific one that you and your dad has rigged up to be exactly with the NOAA system. Absolutely. You guys all get a check that says it's going to be super cold today and even for upstate New York, Lake Town City stuff, there is going it's going to be super cold and there might be some snow later tonight. Ominous. Beautiful. Other than Milo, you at Val and Aggie have those apps that tell you like what to dress in. It's like, hey, make sure to wear boots and a hat and a scarf. I've customized it so that it has pictures of all my flannels and their various weights. <laughs> it's very cute. <laughs> this is like the coldest day that you've had in this winter so far. And in upstate New York, honestly, like there are two seasons. There's July and there's winter. So you've all done this before, but put on your gloves. It's going to be a cold one. <laughs> 